Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom. I am glad that you are here. Maybe you are walking around doing some holiday shopping or wrapping presents and tuning in. Maybe you're on your way to work, but whatever that might be, I'm glad that you are here today and decided to join me. So thank you for being here. Last week, I talked about um, purpose and our calling and how do we find that and how that differs from our vocation and what we do. And this week, I wanted to take this a step further and really apply this to helping our children cultivate their purpose. Because I think the one thing that I have found is that, you know, I've been having a lot of these aha moments lately. And I'm 41 years old, and I feel like I'm figuring things out, some things for the first time, um, and really having these realizations that, gosh, I wish I knew this sooner. And I thought, man, we need to to talk about this. We need to think about teaching our kids. And I, I want to show my children what I've learned and give them the tools that they need to apply these lessons earlier in life so that they can find fulfillment and alignment with themselves like I have just much sooner. So I thought it would be fun to, um, I'm going to bring some of my girls on today too, that you haven't heard on the podcast yet. Uh, but I want them to think about how they can bloom and find their way and hopefully save themselves a lot of time trying to figure it out like I did. So today, this episode is going to be geared toward the generation of tomorrow. And if you don't have kids, just think about your niece or your nephew, your cousin or your neighbor, um, whoever that might be, because trust me, there is someone who is younger than you, maybe not even related to you, that looks up to you, you know, that seeks guidance from you and values what you have to teach them. And you may not even realize it. So if you're listening, think about this, even if you don't have kids and how you can apply it. I was in a store one time and I saw this sweatshirt that read raising tomorrow. And when I read that, I thought, wow, what a responsibility and an honor to know that we play a role in that as parents raising tomorrow. Like I get to do that. And isn't that amazing? So as parents, as caregivers, aunts and uncles, whatever that might be, we have been given the opportunity to raise the next generation. And I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that I'm going and doing everything that I can to help my four girls find their way and grow their strengths and use those gifts that they were given. So needless to say, I bought the sweatshirt. I wear it often. And every time I wear it, I have this sense of pride knowing that what I'm doing matters. So I wanted to talk today about how, how we do that. And I think, you know, you can start now, you know, whatever age you're at, even if your kids are two to five. 42, 52, 62, I don't know, um, whatever age, even if they're out of the house or they're still in diapers, it is not too late to help them figure out how to live a life of fulfillment and lean into their purpose. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I know I'm probably going to burst some bubbles, um, don't come for me, but we have all heard the saying, there's actually two sayings that we've heard probably growing up that you can be anything you want and I know we've heard it a million times, but I'm going to tell you that you can't be anything that you want in life. It's not true. Um, Another lie that we tell children is that they're never going to be good enough or that they won't amount to anything. And as parents, we try to instill this into our kids. What was instilled in us, you know, shoot for the moon. And if you fall, you're going to land among the stars. That sounds amazing, right? It does, but it's a little overwhelming. If you think about it at the same time, 
shoot for the stars sounds like a whole lot of pressure and expectation to me. You can be a lot of things. You can do anything. You can have anything that you want in life. This is true. But if you want to live a life of purpose and meaning and fulfillment, you can only be who you were created to be. You can't be anything you want, but you can be everything that you are. And we have got to start teaching our kids, teaching ourselves maybe, to be who we are. Your purpose is already within you. It was handpicked for you by the creator. Maybe you're good at many things, but when you're not using your gifts and talents in alignment to your calling, you're not going to have congruency. And it's going to feel a lot like unfulfillment and being unhappy. As a kid, how often did someone ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I can tell you too many to count. And if I'm being honest with myself, I ask kids that question today, but I'm really having to rethink a lot of what I ask these days because we all know when we ask better questions, we get better answers. So instead of asking my kids what they want to be and telling them that they can be anything they want, let's help them discover who they want to be and then allow that to find ways to use those gifts and go be that. Let's guide them to uncover the who not the what right now, my four-year-old wants to be a fireman because we passed a bunch of fire trucks the other night working on a house fire and she still talks about it, but who knows? Maybe she will be someone who feels called to put others before herself. My six-year-old is always singing. She loves to perform. Even though she's really shy in front of an audience, she still loves to do it, but who knows? She might use her voice to witness to others someday. My nine-year-old is very independent, strong-willed, and tenacious. She has grit like no other, and she will stand her ground to the very end. When I was growing up, we used to watch this movie called um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, and it's about a girl who learns to be a horse diver. And there's a part in the movie when she's asked to do something. I don't know, maybe she's at school, and she doesn't agree with it, and they ask her to leave, and she literally wraps her legs around the legs of the chair and her hands underneath the chair and grips as tight as she can. And she's sitting there. So if they want her to do something, they're going to have to pry her out of this chair. And this is my Charlie. She will stand her ground. She fights hard for what she believes in. And although it is very hard to parent, she is going to do amazing things in life. I know that. So if I'm doing my part in raising tomorrow, I have to teach her respect without crushing her spirit. I have to teach her to use her fierceness while still showing kindness. So if you all could just please take a moment and say a little prayer for me, I would really appreciate it. My oldest, Peyton, she has the biggest heart. And if you know Peyton, she is the best big sister. She cares for everyone. She will no doubt bless all those who know her. And she has the deepest desire to care for other people. She has compassion and empathy like no other. And her tenderness is so humbling to me to watch as a parent. Kids need to feel safe. They need to feel loved and accepted for who they are in order to thrive. They need to know that their worth is not tied in achievement or behavior. They need to know that it's okay to make mistakes, to fail and figure things out so that they can figure out who that person is in the mirror. 
you know, who are they striving to be? And if we don't allow them to figure it out and explore what brings them contentment, they may never find it. They're going to spend the rest of their life searching for it. So let's help them discover what their potential is. Don't focus on their weaknesses, find their strengths and build on those so that they can feel free to live those out. Our job as parents is to help them cultivate who they are so that they can go boldly into this world, knowing exactly who they are as individuals. And if we don't do that, someone else is going to tell them who they are. I've been in observation mode lately, and I've been casually just observing my daughter's traits, their characteristics, and jotting down their gifts, what they gravitate towards, you know, what they enjoy doing on their own independently, and what they enjoy doing together as a group what qualities they possess that would help me to try and align those God-given talents with a vocation that would allow them to live that out and to help them see that, to help them see who they are. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be seen. So what do your kids pull you to do rather than what do you push them to do? What are their gifts? Not what do you wish that they were good at because you or your dad were six-time state champion you were a track star, you were the writer, whatever that might be. What are they good at? What are they drawn to? Here's the thing I mentioned last week, that what we do is going to change. And if we don't know who we are at the root of that, we're going to be left with an identity crisis. You know, you're the wife who is now divorced or is a widow, or you're the employee that loses their job, and you were tied to that title. Our situations are going to change. And if we're not grounded in who we are, We won't know how to navigate that. What happens when your child gets injured and they can't play the sport anymore, or they're no longer the starting player. And I think about last year when COVID hit and all the seniors who didn't get to play spring sports, and maybe they didn't get that scholarship that they were hoping for. What happens then when we start to teach our, our children, it's not about what they do, but who they are when things don't pan out and they don't get the job, or they don't get the scholarship, or they don't pass the test, it doesn't stop them. They keep going. Every child is different. And we have to teach them that it's not about striving to perform or be, but it's instead about thriving in who they are and owning that identity and feeling confident with themselves. And I'm going to let you in on another little secret today. Thrivers aren't born. They are made. And that's where our job comes in with raising tomorrow. It is our responsibility to show them how to thrive. It's not enough for our kids just to be happy. We want them to be thriving. We want them to live out their calling. And kids need the confidence to accept themselves so that they can go bloom into who they were created to be. And a big part of that comes from what's influencing them. And that is most often taking place inside the home. Our kids have so many options today that are influencing their decisions, their next move, every action, every step that they take. And it's too much. In the book Untamed, um, I know I've referenced this one a lot with the last two podcasts, but um, Glennon's talking about, you know, she was designated to be the team mom for soccer. And uh, one of the other moms had emailed her and said, with a subject line of mom, you're up. And in the email, it was to tell her that it was her turn to provide breakfast for the team after their morning practice for that week. And so the request came in and she was asked to provide bagels and at least five cream cheese options because last, last week there were only two options 
And some of the kids had to eat their bagels plain because they didn't like those options. Five flavors of cream cheese doesn't make your children feel loved and seen. It teaches them to be spoiled and it confuses love with things. Too many options make it difficult to focus on what really matters. It's a mask. And when we tell our children, no, this is what you get. They're probably going to throw a fit and they're going to say, you don't love me because if you did, you would buy me this, or you would let me do that. They confuse having what they want with what they need. When we get in my car, my kids bombard me with mom. Can you play this or play that? Um, I don't want to hear that song. I don't like it. She picked last time or I'm bored. What do you mean? We're not flying. We've got to drive four hours. What am I supposed to do? When I was growing up and I swear, I told myself I will never do this. And I'm sure you said it too, but I said, I was never going to say when I was your age or when I was growing up and here I am, I'm doing it. But when I was growing up, we didn't have all the options that kids have today. I didn't. We didn't get to shout out a playlist of songs or hand me your phone on the way to school because I don't know how to look out the window and play the alphabet game. If you didn't grow up playing the alphabet game or car bingo, have you really even lived? In school, we only had, I don't know, six or seven sports to choose from. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, but we had probably less than 10 restaurants to eat at locally and one stoplight in our whole town. One, just one. And I think there's still one stoplight in the whole county today. Now, granted, that was a small town, but we weren't overwhelmed with five flavors of cream cheese. It was simple. We didn't have all these distractions and options. When my kids have a non-uniform day, it is guaranteed to be kind of a full-on meltdown because they're overwhelmed with too many options to choose from. Less really is more. And when we clear out all of this clutter and distraction, We are free to focus on who we really are and what we want to be, but we have to get quiet. We've talked about being still on here numerous times. You have to get quiet. You have to be still and go deep and ask yourself questions. And it is great. I'm all for options. I'm all for progressiveness. I'm all for choice, but there are so many options that it's overwhelming It's overstimulating in a sense. We need to remind them that we all have special gifts inside of us and we can't be everything. We can't be everything for our parents. We can't be everything for our friends. And when we allow others to kind of take up this other space and fill that extra space with their area of strength, we can really zone in on our own areas of strength. We can help them focus on what they're good at Let someone else be good at what they're good at because you're all going to work together for a bigger purpose. When we show them how to do that, they're going to find a lot of depth in who they are. There's four questions that you can use to start to ask your kids some of these questions to figure out who it is that they are, maybe pull out some of those gifts and talents that they have and what they're passionate about. The first one is identifying what they're good at, but they're not passionate about. So write that down in a box. In another box, write down what are they good at and what are they passionate about? In the third box, what do they not enjoy and don't have any skill at? So don't enjoy 
aren't good at it. And then the fourth one is what are they passionate about, but really don't have a skill. So the goal is to really help them find what they're good at and what they're passionate about. It may be something that they're passionate about, but don't have a lot of skill, but you can help work with that. You can help cultivate and they can practice and they can learn because at the end of the day, we really want them to be doing what they're good at and doing what they love. So I know you all have all heard my younger two on the podcast before, but today I wanted to bring my oldest two daughters on and talk to them about who they want to be and not what they want to do. So first up, I have Miss Peyton and Peyton is my oldest daughter. Peyton, do you want to say hi to everybody? <laughs> hi. This is her first time on. We have pretended on the microphones many times, but this is her first time live. And um, I'm excited that she's here. Charlie will be up next, but we're going to start with Peyton first. All right. So Peyton, I'm going to ask you a few questions and you can answer just honest and real. So what qualities do you think that you possess? What are your strengths? Um, I'm caring and I play soccer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and cross country and I can bake. She loves to bake. Yep. What qualities do you think you possess? What do people, when people say, Peyton, you are fill in the blank. Caring and funny. Okay. You are pretty funny. What do you love doing that brings you joy? If you were doing anything, whether that's soccer or baking or playing with your sister, Charlie, playing with your dog, what brings you joy? (laughs) I like being with my friends and family and playing with my dogs and going to Target and Chick-fil-A and cross country and soccer and Zaxby's fries. Zaxby's fries. That doesn't, that brings you joy, but it may not. I think you like to eat. Maybe you're a foodie. Yeah, I like food. What do you not enjoy doing? Uh, so it could be like, I don't enjoy doing math. I am more of a people person than an analytical person. Oh, okay. I got it. Being alone and like with no people and yeah, just being alone. I don't like being alone. So you like being around people. Mm-hmm. You love being active. You love cooking. You love being silly. Who do you want to be when you grow up? What type of person do you want to be? If someone's going to describe Peyton when she's older or even now, what kind of person do you want want to be? How do you want to be described? As someone, someone who is... Someone who makes others happy okay. and cares for others. That's good. So if the future Peyton, say I'm 41, if I was to tell 12-year-old Bridget, give her some advice, what would be something that you would tell your older self would tell your younger self today? Be nice to others and try new things. Try new things. That's good. Why do you think it's important to try new things? Because then you can find what you like and what you're good at and what you're bad at. Dad taught me that. Thanks, Dad. Love you. <laughs> All right. So what advice do you have for maybe some of your friends or your family, kids your age, to follow their calling and who they were created to be, not what they do, not known as 
a so- just a soccer player or just a cross country player, but you do those things because you enjoy what you're doing and you've got skill. So uh, try new things and see what you like and what you do and what you don't like and what you do like embrace it. All right. So next up I have my nine year old <laughs> Charlie. You all heard me talk about Charlie in this episode. So Charlie, you want to say hi to hi. everyone? You want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? No. No? No. What are you doing on the podcast? I thought you agreed to do this. <laughs> okay. All right. So what qualities do you think that you possess? If someone says Charlie is blank, what are they going to say? Um, Talk into the mic. Funny. You're funny. Uh-huh. What else are they going to say? Loud. A little bit at times. When somebody says Charlie is fill Man- in the blank. An animal lover. She is an animal lover. She loves animals. She has a big heart for animals. What else? Who do you think you are? A person. I know you're a person. <laughs> what kind of person are you? You're funny. A great person. You're smart. You're determined. What are your strengths? Soccer. Yep. Charlie has a a knack for just sticking with things and she can pick up a sport or pick up a hobby and she just figures it out and stays with it until she has mastered it. So what are some things that you love doing that bring you joy and happiness? Eating and drinking hot chocolate. No, it's a good time of year to do that, isn't it? Charlie gets really excited about seasons. So when it's Christmas, she's all about that season. When it's summer, it's let's do this, let's do that. Um, she really embraces what's around her. What type of person do you want to be when you grow up? A funny person. You want to be a comedian when you grow up? No. Who I do you just, want to be when you grow up? I just want to be funny. Okay. can ask you that question. I want to be a, fe- a comedian. We want to raise good kids. So we have to think about, we want to raise the next generation. You know, we want to, to make sure that they feel the freedom and create an environment for them to explore and discover and learn who they are. So let's all think about the role that we play in raising tomorrow and how can we help them now? You know, let's help them today find their passion and potential. How incredible is that? that we get to do that, help them stay curious, allow them to try many new things. Let's help them cultivate self-awareness and grow those strengths. You know, we've heard my daughter talk about the things that she's good at and the things that she's not good at. Let's hone in on those strengths and, and lean into that. And if we start now, I bet that tomorrow is going to be a whole lot brighter than it is today. So don't forget about the role that you play in raising tomorrow. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.